Hey, this is Haley Crusher Kane, and this is another episode of Crusher Talk. We just survived the biblical California rainstorm. Our friends down in San Diego had it pretty rough. I saw a lot of images of cars floating away. Um, that did not happen in San Luis Obispo, California. Just a lot of annoying rain, especially because the Crushers are working on creating a masquerade event Uh with a ton of cardboard and spray paint. And it is very hard to spray paint inside. And it is also very hard for spray paint to dry when it's when it's raining outside. So that was the only annoying part um, for us. But we're doing okay. We got some nice concerned texts from friends and family. Um, today, the sun is shining. It is beautiful. It's very green. Um, I think I've been Googling a bit about the uh, super bloom, um, which happens every time that there are perfect conditions, essentially. Um, the right wildflower seeds are in the ground at the right time, and there's enough waterfall. And in Carrizo Plains area, um, in the central coast of California, there are huge blankets of bright yellow and purple and pink wildflowers. And actually, uh, if you want to see those, uh, check out the Jacaranda music video that we made during a super bloom, I want to say in 2019. 2020? I don't know. <laughs> um, everything from 2020 on is a blur, isn't it? Um, so anyways, we're doing all right. And we are, like I said, working on our big, awesome art event that I, I kind of teased last time and then never came back to tell you about it. But hey, it is happening. I've been busy working on it. And um, it is the mid-century masquerade. It's going to be at the Bunker Slow, which is an art space that shares its a location with Nautical Bean, which is a great coffee shop, by the way. Love it. Go there every single day. I go to the Los Osos Valley Road location right near my house. I walk there and I basically just sit there on my laptop and do the work I have to do. It's like my job is to go to Nautical Bean. Um, anyways, that event is coming up on the 17th of February, which is a Saturday. And I hope that anybody who's local will be able to come out. And if you're not, we're definitely going to have some video and some photo. And that is Peyton Manning, who is barking because my beloved is returning home. Uh, but I will not be able to pause this because there is no pause. So we're just going to keep going. Um, so anyways, the event's from 6 to 9 p.m., and it is going to be $10, and it's all ages. There's a, a little craft table that we're doing for people that don't want to, like, dress in the masquerade theme and just want to, like, grab a mask. Like, there'll be about 24 first-come, first-served masks, some of which are, like, you can craft and paint on and other ones that are just, like, fun metallic colors. Um, but you should dress to impress because we are going to be giving away prizes. There's going to be a dance contest. Our friend Malik is DJing and we have a, actually a dance performance by our friend Heather and even greater than the dance performance in my opinion is Heather's, uh, child is going to be the dancing cactus. And, um, basically they said we, I will be the dancing cactus if I can be a sad cactus. And we said even better. So they're going to be a dancing, sad, moody cactus in a cardboard cactus outfit um, that we're creating. <laughs> so, you know, in, in years past, if you've seen photos or come to the event, we've had um, friends, children uh, dressed as um, a, a tooth. That was the last one, a giant tooth. And then we had um, a shark. We've had uh, a popsicle on it with a popsicle stick. We've had a fish that looked 
creepily like the fish emoji, um, like perfectly like the fish emoji. <laughs> um, so it's going to be really fun, really wacky. Come on out. It's going to be really cool. Um, anyways, for all the rest of you who are not in San Luis Obispo, California, or those of you who are not planning to come out, I will stop talking about it. Um, I wanted to bring it back to a classic Crusher Talk topic, Craveworthy, and recommend something from Trader Joe's that I really like and we had last night. So they have a chicken shawarma. I know what you're thinking. It's going to be salty. It's going to be, you know, the seasoning's going to be bad. It's not going to taste like a delicious shawarma that you get from a street vendor in New York or Detroit or wherever you get your shawarma from. And you're right. It Well, it, it's not salty, but it's not – so it's not over-salted, one – but I will say it is not the same as the authentic thing. However, if you cook it at high enough temperatures, like my oven goes to 550. And if I had the Traeger, I would have done the Traeger, honestly, up to like 450 um, and got some nice char on it. If you can get a high temperature on that um, shawarma chicken, there it comes with like two breasts and a couple thighs, I think, in there. Um, if you can get a nice char on there and you can really... Um, get a nice crisp on there. It is fantastic. And I just recommend you cook it really hot for a short amount of time. It's, they're very thin pieces. Um, so it doesn't take long, like 15 minutes in the oven at um, 550 or whatever, the highest you can go. I use a meat thermometer. I don't really deal with time. I just deal with temperatures. Um, but anyways, that is really good if you slice it up and we've had it on rice, but last night we had it as like a slider and it was so good. I took some brioche, or not brioche, did I take brioche? No, um, uh, focaccia, ciabatta, ciabatta um, bread from T Trader Joe's, sliced it in half with some butter, put it on the griddle to kind of brown, and then I did sliced pickles and sliced cucumbers, um, some ranch dressing, because that's all I had, I didn't have like yogurt to make tzatziki, but the ranch was fine, I mean, you could really use mayo if you wanted, um, just some sort of sauce, uh, arugula, um, a bunch of arugula, fresh arugula, and I think that was kind of it. Oh, some, some sriracha, like something spicy. And it was absolutely delicious. Like such, so good as a slider. Um, and I love that you can get all the ingredients from Trader Joe's. My only recommendation is like, do not skimp on the pickles. Like put a bunch of pickles on there because this is a pickle sandwich. I mean, sorry, <laughs> a chicken sandwich. A chicken sandwich is nothing without pickles. So it's very important. You, you cover the entire piece of bread with pickles. Just go go ham on the pickles. You have my permission. Um, what else? Our new mixes are have come in for the new songs, and we were look, going over them today. And we're getting closer. Nothing like too exciting to talk about that you know isn't just you know the minutia of back and forth with mixing and this comes up and this comes down and we want this to sound this way and that way, but. We are moving forward on that. Um, there will be new songs. I believe the first single is going to be coming out in April. So that's cool. And um, our Lust for Life 7-inch uh, 45 that we did with Josie Cotton, the split 7-inch um, with her, came out. And I will provide a link for that as well. That's our first 45. And it's it looks really nice. It's got uh, Josie Cotton, Day of the Gun on one side. Um, and it has us on the other side. And just kind of cool to have, like, a collaboration with Josie. As you guys may or may not know, she really believed in us in the beginning and brought us on to the Kitten Robot Records team. And we would not have any of the stuff that we have if we hadn't been involved in kind of 
welcomed into that group. And we're very, very grateful for that. So it's kind of a cool, like full circle moment to have a piece of physical music media with Josie. Um, very special for me. Um, and they're like 10 bucks, which is like perfect price, uh, in my opinion. Um, what else? Um, oh, I celebrated my year of alcohol free, which has been so interesting. The year of no alcohol has coincided with my being, um, uh, what's the word? (laughs) Um, diagnosed. That's the word diagnosed with ADHD, (laughs) um, both attentive and hyperactive. And, um, that was quite a journey for me. Basically, I was on meds, so I couldn't drink. And it wasn't like I was drinking a lot anyways, but um, just having that like blockage where like, hey, you just can't do this behavior anymore really changed my life. And now that I have done this for a year, I realize, wow, alcohol is definitely not great for my brain in particular. I just thought I was like more of a moody person, but it turns out like even just a couple drinks a week would make me a moody person because... I would get worse sleep and it would affect me, make me depressed or anxious. And I know that doesn't happen for everyone. It's like everybody's brain chemistry is totally different. But for me, after a year, I've just realized, wow, like the amount of health benefits I've gotten from not drinking um, at the end of a day of like a day, you know, when you have one of those days, like I want to have sugar, I still want to have like a dessert Um, so I still have ways that I treat myself, but I don't treat myself with alcohol anymore. So that's been really big for me. And if you guys are interested in any sort of like quit lit is what they call it, like quit literature, there's a big explosion of podcasts, books, all sorts of resources right now that are really geared towards people like me and others who, I mean, they're not at a rock bottom. They're not like, oh, this is ruining my life or whatever. It's more just like this is a cultural phenomenon that I'm not sure I want in my life and I want to address how it makes me feel and also connect with others that feel similarly and that it's not like you're some sort of weirdo if you go to an event and you have like a mocktail, which I've been doing left and right. And more than ever, I find I'm not actually uh, the only one. A lot of people are pulling back on alcohol. And I, I mean, people have said it might be like the next cigarette kind of thing. And then social media will be cigarettes. (laughs) Social media will be cigarettes and, um, the new cigarette. Um, wait, no, alcohol is the new cigarette, which means we all have to quit it. And then social media will be the new cigarette after that. Um, anyways, don't do things that are addictive. Alcohol, um, increases your likelihood of cancer in women. I think like, God, it's a, it's, I don't want to say the number cause I'm probably going to say the wrong one, but, um, it's, it's not zero. So be healthy. And if you're thinking about making a change, I will link some of the podcasts and books that have really just helped reinforce this idea where, yes, you can culturally step out of this thing that is so normalized and not feel like a total crazy person. Because, man, being an adult and not doing certain things like having kids or other things that are just sort of like a given at a certain age, um, alcohol, I feel like being absolutely one of those things, at least for my generation, for millennials, not so much for Gen Z, but for the millennials, like that is how we socialized. That is how we got together when we were in college. That's how we met people. That's how we hooked up. That's how we celebrated. Like that was very much a big part of it. And not even just drinking, but binge drinking was really at its height um, while we were in high school and in 
um, college. And so it was kind of like this club culture of drink as many vodka and Red Bulls as you can and Four Locos, which are basically illegal now because they're terrible for you because <laughs> they're caffeine and alcohol combined, Four Locos and Sparks, which me and my friends drank religiously when I lived down in the LA area and we would go out to shows and stuff and like it would keep you dancing, but it was certainly not good for any part of the body, mind or soul. Um, I'm shedding a little tear for Sparks because I do kind of miss, I do kind of miss Sparks. I do actually, they kind of tasted like um, crushed up Flintstone vitamins in like carbonated, like kind of like a early, um, white claw or truly. I was trying to explain this recently to a young person, a younger person, and they were so confused. I was trying to explain to them what Zima was and how Zima was influential because it was like this clear booze, which I was not of drinking age when that came out, but I do remember it coming out and it being a big deal. And they were just like, what? It's just like a, a white claw. Who cares? But if you remember Zima and you remember the marketing around it, it was a big deal. Anyways, that is something that I wanted to just say. Um, what else? What else? Um, we are gearing up to leave California. Cannot believe it's already been a few months. Uh, we came in October for my stepsister's wedding and then like did all the holiday stuff and saw friends and family and traveled um, up to Washington and Victoria and went to all the surf spots and Monterey and, and Santa Barbara. And we did a lot of cool, cool stuff that we had planned to do on the West coast, but man, it went by fast. It's really crazy. And we are in the process of finding renters for our house. Um, we kind of had like a vacancy this winter that allowed us to kind of move in to our house in California. And because the mortgage is so expensive, it's like, we're going to have to pay this. We might as well just live in California for a while, avoid the snow, avoid the winter. Um, uh, Reed got a lot of extra jobs, a lot of work out here. So that was successful. And in Detroit, it's a lot harder to do like building work outside in the winter. So it kind of felt like we just skipped winter this year and Reed was able to continue working, working, working. And I've been remotely... So all of these things just kind of contributed to us having kind of like a smooth transition to just being here for, gosh, like five months. Um, so we're really grateful that we had this time and that we were able to like make it work, but we are ready to go back to Detroit. <laughs> we're ready to, to go back to the cheap land of the cheap, the land of the almost free, um, the land of free antiques on the sidewalk and shows and excitement and uh uh, pinball arcade um, tournaments and my writing group, which I can't wait to get back to. I'm so excited to get back into my writing group. So we're really looking forward to coming back. We've already booked a bunch of shows. Well, bunch, maybe not, but um, we booked uh, New York um, in June. We're going to be playing in New Orleans and we're going to be playing in uh, Indi Indiana, uh, Fort Wayne, and a couple other spots. So we're really going to do it right now that we're going to be back in the Midwest to the East Coast area and actually go out there and play more shows because last year, 2023, um, was just so tumultuous. There's so much going on like with our move and just our lives that it wasn't like we were able to do a million shows. Um, so yeah, we got some shows coming up, which is like very energizing and exciting and, um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. I just wanted to come on and say hello because I have been missing uh, talking at you. And, um, 
I have actually found, oh, I'm looking at my typewriter right now. I should mention this. I do collect old typewriters and I completely forgot how many are in the shed here in California. Um, and uh, Reed cleaned out the shed and found like five of them, <laughs> one of which I had never used. It was actually a birthday gift from 10 years ago from a friend um, who does Chop Top Bottle Company, actually, a uh, really great company uh, that takes old bottles and reuses them and turns them into candles and glassware. But anyways, it, it actually had like a birthday message on it, like, happy birthday, <laughs> like, so I'm embarrassed to say how many like typewriters I have, but you know, comic books, we have comic books and typewriters in this house, but, um, we were able to lug one of those out that birthday one. And, um, I looked it up and it's from, I think 1957. It's a Smith Corona. It has these beautiful dark green keys and sort of like a silvery body. And I've been able to use it to do some of my like pen palling, which has been really sweet. And, um, just click clacking on my typewriter while the rain was falling was just such a mood. Um, I don't think there's any better sonic combination than rain, water, and typewriter. Like it was definitely hitting a lot of pleasure points in my brain. Um, so yeah, that's the, this is, a, the, these are the simple joys. Um, it's still to be seen whether I will bring these with me or I will leave them here. But, um, yeah, just a, just a, a note. Um, clean out your closet, see what you have. You might not even know. Um, go see if you have that jacket in the, you know, the, the very back of your closet and check those pockets. You might have $20 in there. Um, I think the older you get, the more amnesia you have about all the lives that you've lived and where things live and where things are. And it's kind of fun. So that is my recommendation for you this week. Go and look in your closet and see what you haven't see what you haven't seen in a while, or go up into your storage space and and see like how how filthy rich in blank you are. Um, anyways, I wanted to just say hello and um, until next time, sparkle hard. Bye. <laughs>